From the Financial Times in London, I'm Shona Jenkins and this is FT News. Experts are scrambling to understand the scope and impact of another cyber attack that has hit some of the largest companies around the world. The ransomware shuts down access to computers and sends a message demanding a ransom of $300 to be paid in bitcoins. Companies from Denmark's Maersk, the world's largest container shipper, to Russian oil giant Rosneft and multinational businesses in Asia and Australia have been disrupted. The ransomware, known as Petya, comes just a month after the WannaCry attack, which infected hundreds of thousands of computers across 150 countries. To discuss the impact and scale of the latest attack, I'm joined by the FT's Sam Jones and Alia Ram in the studio. Sam, to you first, another large-scale cyber attack demanding ransom from companies. Can you tell us exactly what happened? Well, a lot's still being worked out. I mean, the first thing to say is that despite a lot of the initial coverage which pointed to Petya, which was some ransomware that was developed or first appeared about a year ago, um, this might now not be Petya. So as tends to be the case with a lot of these pieces of ransomware and malware that float around and are developed on the dark web, elements of it, uh, traces of it, uh, sort of share DNA with Petya. But actually a lot is very different and, and that's, that's exactly why it spread so fast and so quickly. So Kaspersky Lab, uh, which is one of the largest uh, sort of cybersecurity vendors, then now calling it not Petya, all one word. And uh, and another firm, Bitdefender, which is also a very large um, antivirus firm, they're calling it GoldenEye, which is another piece of malware. This is a sort of updated version of GoldenEye. How it came to achieve what it has done is still largely unknown. We're, we're looking for the patient zero in this, the first uh, company that was infected. It looks like it all began in the Ukraine, and it looks like it all began with some accounting software that is commonly used or mandated to be used by the Ukrainian government called Medoc. And it looks like this Medoc software was compromised, and then as Medoc pushed out its updates to its software across all of these Ukrainian businesses, that is how uh, they became infected. And from there, it spread very rapidly elsewhere in the world. What we do know is that unlike WannaCry, which utilised uh, one uh, sort of high-grade exploit, um, which had been developed by the NSA, the US National Security Agency, and, and had leaked online, this ransomware uses several. So it's a degree more sophisticated than WannaCry. But interestingly, it hasn't spread so far. So there's about 2,000 or so organisations that are believed to have been infected. Now, that might be deliberate, because one of the things with WannaCry was that it seemed like it ran out of control. It certainly ran beyond the ability of its operators to control it and their ability to actually handle the income that might be generated by it from people paying the ransoms. So either this has been deliberately sort of kept on a closer leash, tight, smaller leash by its operators because they're clever criminals, or perhaps there is also the possibility that something more nefarious is going on and there might even be a nation state behind this attack masking uh, the damage that it's causing as some kind of criminal escapade. So who are the suspects then, if we're talking about nation state? I suppose, given how severely Ukraine has been infected, it will come as no surprise that fingers have been pointed towards Russia. However, I mean, really, the evidence is scant. So it's all sort of conjecture. It is interesting that this uh, Ukrainian accounting firm, Medoc, appears to be the point of origin for this. Usually with these kind of ransomwares, they, individuals or organisations are infected by phishing emails. 
emails purporting to be from someone in your contact book and encouraging you to click on a link or open a Word document or something like that. It's very unusual to see a third-party organization being compromised, its software being hacked into and compromised, and then that being pushed out to organizations as a legitimate update. We have seen Russia and groups like APT28 and APT29, which are the hacking groups associated with Russian intelligence, we have seen them doing these similar kind of attacks before. That requires a degree of sophistication that perhaps we wouldn't expect uh, from a criminal group. But again, that is all pure conjecture. And so far, the indications are that this is a criminal network. And and it's also worth pointing out that, that Ukraine, Eastern Europe and Russia are home to the largest kind of collections of cyber criminals. How can law enforcement authorities then pursue attackers such as these? Is there any way they can actually prevent this from happening again? In terms of deterrence, probably not. I mean, given that WannaCry happened a matter of weeks ago, and now you already have another group out there utilising tools leaked from the NSA toolkit, not really caring about who they infect and bringing down some really big companies, shows that the deterrence is pretty minimal. There are things that can be done. So interestingly, what has already happened is that the uh, email accounts associated with the Bitcoin accounts that these attackers are trying to collect ransoms with are hosted by so it's called Postio, have been shut down. That probably indicates that the attackers no longer have access to the accounts that the ransomware is collecting bitcoins for. That was a similar kind of bottleneck for the WannaCry attackers, where you know one of the things with Bitcoin is that although it is an anonymous currency, it is traceable. Each Bitcoin has the path uh, encrypted within it that it is taken from user to user to user. And therefore, the, the question is, how do you get your wealth out of Bitcoin? And when you do that, then you become vulnerable to law enforcement. So there's that kind of element, the sort of disruption element. And there inevitably will be a huge amount of investigation going on in the background from national criminal agencies and uh, organised crime combating agencies, police, and of course, intelligence agencies to try and find out who is responsible for this and and to stop them. But it is an uphill struggle. Well, let's turn to you now, Alia. You've been talking to some of the companies that have been attacked today. What are they telling you about the impact the ransomware has had on them? I've been bringing some of them and there are a number that continue to be quite badly affected. So Maersk, which is the world's biggest shipping company, has said it's been forced to shut down many of its operating systems systems to stop the attack spreading. This means it's unable to take any new orders or operate cranes at some of its ports. It has 76 ports around the world. So it's having to manually operate these cranes. It says that this process could cause delays and even force it to reroute ships to other countries, which would have an enormous financial impact. But they actually at this stage, I mean, staff don't have access to email. They still don't know how many of their computers and systems have been affected. WPP, the ad company, has also struggled to resolve its IT problems. So their chief executive, Martin Sorrell, said overnight that client and staff data hasn't been compromised. But we know from reports that in Hong Kong, staff have been told to work from home. In India, systems are down. So so they're amongst the companies that, that, that are still struggling to get back on their feet. So what are companies doing to try and protect themselves to prevent this happening again? I think companies still aren't there yet. They don't know enough about what exactly has been compromised and why within their operations. But Microsoft did put out a software upgrade in March before WannaCry that could have prevented one of the things that was a piece of this puzzle 
that caused the attack. And I think some of them will definitely need to be asking why they didn't put that upgrade through and whether if they had done, this attack could have been prevented. Well, it looks like this is a story we're going to be following for some time to come. Thank you, Sam. And thank you, Alia. I'm Shona Jenkins and this is FT News. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.